0: of the Age of Organizational Effectiveness. This is a podcast that explores stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. Today we're at episode number 101, and I'm calling it When Bureaucracy Was an Innovation. Bureaucracy was an innovation back in the 1800s. The term was coined by Max Weber, who lived from 1864 to 1920. He was a German sociologist. For him, bureaucracy was the ideal type of organization because it was rational-legal. That is, it was based on rational principles of how to organize. And there were three parts to the rationalization idea. The first was the ability to calculate the outputs if we knew the inputs. It was a factory model, which grew out of the Industrial Revolution. Number two, it was also based on methodical behavior. That is, the method is in the machine, and the factories of the time had many machines. In fact, the basis of capitalism was to take capital and invest it in machines that could improve the efficiency of the firm. And the third point to rationalization was reflexivity. That is, you would think about how you were doing and look for ways to improve over time. It was about efficiency and improving efficiency by doing things better. To understand how bureaucracy was viewed as the ideal form of organization, We have to understand how society was changing, along with the methods of production. Weber drew a straight line from the Reformation in Christian thought, which began with Martin Luther in 1517, when he nailed his principles of Reformation to the Wittenberg Castle Church door. Weber drew a straight line from that event through the Renaissance, where humanism was born, up to industrialization through the Industrial Revolution in the late 1700s and the 1800s. Society was moving from a model in which production was carried about by artisans within the community to a factory model where unskilled workers tended the machines that produced the goods. In the factory model, explicit instructions could be used to automate the work, whereas artisans had to be trained through an apprenticeship system, and it took many years. Even then, the goods that were produced were all different. It depended upon the skill of the artisan as far as the quality of the goods, and the output was low because artisans were making things by hand. Before the Reformation, things were the way they were because God willed it. The Catholic Church was largely in control of the thinking of society, and it was a static model. There were other revolutions occurring at the time. The Copernican Revolution was one such shift. It had been a thousand years since Aristotle had said that the universe revolved around the earth, but in 1539 Copernicus said that no, in fact the earth revolves around the Sun. His model was also better able to explain the anomalies that were being seen in the heavens, particularly the irregular movements of planets like Mars and Venus. The new way of thinking was seen by the Church as being in opposition to its teachings, and in 1616 the Catholic Church banned Copernicus's book. In 1633 Galileo was convicted of heresy for his views, which were derived from years of direct observation of the heavens with his telescopes. So when Max Weber was looking back on this period in the late 1800s, he wrote a book called The Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism. After the Reformation, he said, how well you were at performing your role became important. It was about personal responsibility. Calvinism was another part of Protestantism of the time in which predestination said that your fate was set by God and the proof of your election as to whether you were saved was how you lived your life and how much you worked. If you were financially successful, you were blessed by God. And so you tried to accumulate as much wealth as possible while living a modest lifestyle because wealth proved that you were saved. At the time, society was moving from a communal, traditional society where artisans produced everything into an individualist, capitalist society, which was methodical and rational and which factories produce the goods. Your work was your calling in the new paradigm, and you reflected upon your work to become more efficient and more productive. Profit was the metric of your success. So at the end of the 1700s, most firms were very small. They were often family-owned firms with only a few individuals. The owners managed and the managers owned. We were moving from that model into the bureaucratic model, When the railroads and the telegraph companies emerged in the mid-1800s, middle management was instituted to be able to manage these larger firms. The bureaucracies of the time exhibited a hierarchy of positions, a clear chain of command with top-down command and control, and formal written communications. Workers were hired for their technical competence, using detailed rules and regulations, and it was an impersonal system, without consideration of the people that they were serving. Society was moving from a system in which legitimacy was from the traditional authority of the ruler, where we had the divine right of the kings, to a legal, rational system in which the system itself was in charge. Toward the end of this period, Weber became worried about the modern world and whether meaning could be retained as the mechanized society moved forward. The wheel of industry was slowly speeding up using water power in the late 1700s, where the factories had to be located in rural areas near streams, to steam power in the early 1800s, which allowed factories to be situated in towns. Later, in the late 1800s, electricity and internal combustion engines added to the speed of change. Factories were trying to become more efficient, and Weber believed that Bureaucracy was the ideal form for an efficient organization. At the time, the supply side was in control because this was the development of the Industrial Revolution. It was assumed that factories could sell whatever they could produce, and that was largely true in fits and starts up until the 1930s when the Depression took hold. Nowadays, we're not driven by the supply side, but rather by the demand side because factories are in place that can produce goods far and above what consumers are willing to buy. Consumers are also not feeling as wealthy as in the past, and so their demand is constrained by their ability to buy. Also, we're in an age when the environment and the destruction of the environment is imposing psychological limits on growth, and the behavior of millennials, for one, is radically different from the boomers of old. So bureaucracy was an innovative concept as the world moved from the small firms, family-owned, an age in which animals were providing transport upon the land and wind power was providing transport upon the seas. We moved from that to a world in which mechanical machines were providing transport both on the land and the sea and the wheels of industry were spinning faster and faster. Today, the brakes have started to be applied. The global climate crisis has required thinking individuals to reconsider whether our society is sustainable using the current thinking. Now we're moving from top-down command and control to networked organizations in a model that I call release and serve. Release the workers from top-down mandates and allow small teams of individuals to serve the environment based upon agreed principles. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that management by positive organizational effectiveness is the approach that we advocate. It's the only type of management that's ready for this new age where each organization has the same goal, to serve its environment and to be rewarded in return. Previously, organizations had been formed around the two-level model where inputs were converted into outputs in the most efficient manner. In the new approach, it's an input-to-outcome model where outcomes are attained outside the organization in the environment at a higher level. Instead of the price mechanism in the market serving to intermediate and to balance supply and demand, in the new model, the demand-side response of actors in the environment determines the success of the organization itself. Bureaucracy is no longer an innovative idea, it's long been associated with sluggishness and inability to perform to the extent that consumers might like. It's been associated with government, but big business is also just as much a bureaucracy. With the environment changing even faster these days, we need organizations that innovate and rapidly change at a rate that's equal or greater than what's in the environment itself. And management by positive organizational effectiveness is ready for these challenges. Today, we've tried to look at a previous time when bureaucracy was believed to be innovative. It marked the transition from a traditional world to a rational legal world. Today, a century or more later, we're making another transition. This time from the rational legal is something that's often referred to as networked, agile, and innovative. Let's hope a sustainable world emerges as a result. And that's all for today. Join us again next time as we again consider stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. So long for now.